to One Queen, Two Kings, brought to you by RMK Productions and Network and 10 United Podcast Network. I am the queen, your host, Marjorie Phoenix, and along with the other king, Kevin McLemore, and the other king, Ray Porch, who is not with us right now, but we're hoping he will pop in anytime soon, we want to welcome you to today's episode. A couple episodes ago, Kevin Ray and I talked about our business partnership. We talked about the dynamics and the relationship that we have in building this business. We also explored how kings are supporting their queens in their life, in their work, and vice versa. Well, this couple today is such a great example of partnership. Their intimate partnership, their business partnership, and their partnership in purpose. Today, they will share with us what brought them together, how they work together, and how they support one another in their individual projects. Welcome, Demi and Al. Hi, thank you. Thank you 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 so much. (laughs) So glad to have you guys with us. We've been anticipating this interview. Now, you both have your own individual, like, hell of a story for each one of you, right? And and we don't have enough time to go into both of those stories tonight because, well, Al's going to be interviewed by Kevin on Talking with Kevin and Son next week. And then I'll have Demi on in October for a special series that I'm doing. But Demi, you're a retired state trooper and you're currently a doctoral student with a soon-to-be-released book called a trooper in more ways than you know, and that's more spelled like your last name, (laughs) M-O-O-R-E. And Al, you have spent several years in prison. And once released, you started Crown Me Fit for private performance training. And you too have written two books, not yet released, No Ordinary Woman and Psycho Fit. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but let's just start with what some might think is an unlikely pairing, how you both got got together. How did you come together? Okay, I'll start it off. Uh, This was back in 2019, September to be exact. As you said before, I uh, spent 10 and a half years in prison and I was released um, August 30th of 2019. Um, I was hired by a gym. I was actually um, a group fitness instructor where I met Demi. And uh, we started off as friends, you know, introduced, you know, I was introduced to her by one of my coworkers. And, you know, we met each other, you know, obviously exchanged names and she came to a few classes and, um, you know, like my style of training, so on and so forth. We, we built a great friendship first, great friendship first. And um, fast forward a little bit now, obviously that was September of 2019. The uh, pandemic hit us, right, with COVID, which was early of 2020, okay? And through that time, her and I still, we would communicate through, like, a message or Facebook. We never even exchanged numbers. Literally, it was just a friendship through fitness. And once everything shut down, we reached out to each other about, you know, pertaining to fitness, you know, training and things like that. Uh, Through that time, we exchanged numbers. We started to talk. A little bit more now learning each other you know she asked a little bit about me i opened up to her about you know you know where i come from as far as chester pennsylvania which is literally like five seconds away from where she grew up which was in linwood um i graduated 2006 she graduated 2007 from chai chester i graduated from chester high school 
So we learned all of this as we were, you know, starting to build our friendship even further. Come to find out we knew everybody that I knew she knew, everybody that she knew I knew. It was back and forth, even up until the same parties we would go to as kids, literally. But I'm like, wow, I never, I never saw you before. I played football for Chester High. She cheered for Chichester. So we were rivals, to be honest. So I'm out there playing against the football team. She's cheering against me, right? So it was, it, it was funny, to be honest. And, you know, we started to talk, like I say, further um, about just everything, literally. Like she knew so much about me. I knew so much about her, which, uh, which led us to wanting to get to know each other even more. And, you know, I'm going to detail. So one particular night, I, me and her were talking. And, you know, got into a little bit more of a, of a, of a more of a bigger than friendship conversation. And um, probably about what, three o'clock in the daggone morning, yeah. about three in the morning, <laughs> like- came out of the house, came to visit her. You know, we sat up, we talked for a long period of time, uh, you know, kissed on, you know, got a little kiss from her and everything else. And from there, that's, that's, that's where, that's where it went. Literally. <laughs> Boy, you, you guys are killing my dating with the full deck book. <laughs> <laughs> Because you you guys just kind of miss some of the kind of kind of steps and 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 um, Big Al, you know, normally when you ask a couple how you got together, um, normally the woman speaks and the guy just makes sure he remembers what she's telling him. So uh, that was awful brave of you. Yeah, now, yeah, thank you. How did, when when you started to share uh, like stories, mm-hmm. um, your story differed at one point. Yes, and you, both of your stories are at the crossroad. Here she is, a state um, police officer, and here you are, a recently released prisoner. Yes. How did that conversation go, Demi? Because then there is a part that I want you to continue in. But me being a state trooper, I am very investigative. So when we were at Legion, I noticed that I noticed that he would always wear pants. So that at first didn't really like throw me off. I'm like, you know, he's moving around. He's a fitness instructor for all these classes. I would have expected him to wear shorts, but whatever. So one of the classes, I forget what he was doing, but I noticed that he had an ankle monitor on his ankle. So I'm like, I need to know what this is about. I'm like, what? Like he's training here. He's on house arrest. Like I need to know his story, not for anything other than I wanted to know what happened. So I had never asked while we were at the gym together. I actually never asked until further on when we, after the pandemic had hit, when we started, when we had exchanged numbers, we were on the phone with one, um, one another. And that night, and I had said to him, look, before that we like go any further about anything else, comparing stories about everybody that we knew, I have to ask you a question. I'm like, were you on house arrest or are you on house arrest? And then Um, he had said at that time, he still had the ankle monitor on, but at that time he did go into his story, which, you know, he'll share at a later time, but he did tell me, you know, everything that had happened and that led up to, you know, him going away, the amount of time he was away, and then ultimately led to him coming home and us meeting. But yes, I was, uh, very interested in why he had this ankle monitor on. can Can I say one thing about that? You can say whatever you want. This is <laughs> she said to me, it's funny because I didn't, I pay attention. And at that time, we just started to talk as far as like on a consistent basis. 
So before she asked me, she said, I have a question to ask you. And it may, it may end our relationship, which we have and what we're building. So I said, Demi, I'm, I'm pretty much an open book when it's time to read. Like, let's, let's talk. She said, all right, are you available? Like, and I think I told her, I said, I'll call you back later. Obviously, I think I was doing something at the time. And then she asked me and it, and it didn't. And she literally, I can hear her like take a breath. Like, whew, like he didn't like flip out. Like she thought I was going to say like, well, mind your business. You have nothing to do. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't shy away from it. Like, I don't, I don't. Uh, that's all right. Cause, and the reason why I asked that question, because I, I know a lot of people that are listening to this interview and I know this is an introduction. They, they're trying to put two and two to, to, together. Oh, I mean, oh absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're all living with our, our glass either half full or half empty. And I always say, depending on how you look at it, if you have a glass full of something and you start to empty out, it's actually half full and vice versa. And when two hearts meet, it really doesn't make a difference of the story that, that happened before. Mm-hmm. What ma- makes a difference is the hearts growing together going forward. So, um, you know, two hearts turned into a business plan, I take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. How did that happen? Ooh, how did how this happen? Mm. But it, it's, it's, um, let me just get into it. Yeah, I'm, not even to, yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna just go all the way into it. You can't jump because Mm-mm. people listen. No, no jumping, no jumping at all. Obviously, as we talked about when the pandemic hit us, right? Um, at that particular time, I might have been five months home from being incarcerated. So now I'm at a point in my life, cause I came right home and I was like, let's go. You know, while being incarcerated, I became a certified trainer, nutritional specialist. Um, I even took some courses in social work and in psychology, physical therapy as an aide, so many things. So, you know, I was applying to different gyms while I was away. It was so much that I was already doing and all I had to do was get here. So with that being said, you know, I had the job at the gym. I was there, you know, I was, you know, building, you know, building my, my own niche to where as though how people were coming to my class, they knew you were going to get the, the best work ever, the, 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 the most enthusiasm, everything. And once everything closed down, everybody was saying to me, you know, people in general, man, you might as well get the, you know, it's nothing to do, get unemployment. I said, listen, I've been sitting around for 10 and a half years doing nothing but thinking about what I wanted to do. Now, with that being, you know, closed and everything done, I went to just get, you know, local like warehousing jobs just to keep myself moving, you know, staying active, earning my own income, you know, building my responsibilities up and everything like that. And it was a few different jobs online that pertain to fitness. Obviously, everything was closed, but they were, you know, they had things up for when everything, you know, reopens. So I, I filled out all the applications for fitness trainers all over the place, um, rehabilitation centers. Um, nursing homes, whatever you, whatever you think of, I, I was there. And all of them literally hired me once everything did open. So I had um, interviews. I mean, literally start dates to the point they were asking me, what size shirts do you wear? Uh, what name do you want in your ID badge? Uh, you'll start on this day and that day. And going for the interviews, you know, nothing was ever mentioned about the background on the applications they were. You know, have you ever been convicted of a crime? What was it? What's your parole officer's name? Number, everything, the whole nine yards, everything. And I get there, everything was 100% great. Like, they, oh, we love your knowledge. We love what you bring to, to you know, to our company. We, wanna, we want you to help us grow. So now after all the doors are being shut, not even being shut to the point, okay, because you have a background, no. These, they were giving me jobs to where as though I already, and Demi and myself, we just knew that they already did a background check. And that didn't matter because of what I was bringing to the table as far as, you know, my knowledge and how, how I went about everything. And... 
once everything was getting shut down on me and closing, I, and I mean, literally, it, I was hurt. And I'm the type of person, I'm like, well, pick up and go. But she knows me. She pays attention to detail. So she's like, Al, you keep talking about getting this LLC. You keep talking about doing your own thing. I understand you, you know, what you just came from. And I understand you want to build more. You want to, you know, add to what you're, you know, what you're doing. Let's get this LLC done. And I'm looking at her like, damn, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it let me, right now. Let me just, she's like, no, we're going to call. Call them right now. Let's go. And then a couple guys I knew already told me, Al, get the LLC for somebody else takes it from you. She's like, I'm telling you now, let's go. We sat here literally right where we are right now, called, called them up, set everything up. And from that day, no, it was no more looking back. No more looking back. Wow. That was what, wow. February of this year? That was February, February of this year. February of this year. Yep. Wow. Okay, so this is brand new. Sort of okay, but you guys are killing it because I've seen your your videos, I've seen your posts, and how y'all like work out. Y'all are like beef. Now Demi has always been into fitness, right? So that's been something you have been sharing on your own, Mm -hmm. you know, and doing and taking really good care of yourself. And and I know you know we talk about how all of that started for you and and really trying to be strong. So y'all found this commonality and this love for fitness and, you know, high performance and, you know, just challenging yourself and bringing that together in this business now, which is Crown Me Fit. So tell, so tell us a little bit about that, about what y'all are doing there and how the dynamics works between the two of you in doing that. (laughs) Give it <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that earlier too. That's funny. Go ahead. So with <laughs> <laughs> so crown me fit really is about realizing that you don't have any limits. And I can't take credit for Crown Me Fit. This was something that he had developed throughout his 10 and a half years of incarceration. And when he came out here, he he hit the ground running with it. Um, and then once we got together and I really saw everything happening with the doors getting closed in his face, me being who I am, I'm very like into reading, writing everything down. He's more of just like, let's just go and get everything going. So I have, sometimes I have to, you know, tell him, look, you handle more of the training side because that's not me. Like I love to work out. I love to train, but I have no desire to really be a trainer at this point. That's your specialty. So let me handle the paperwork aspect and side of things. And we literally, right before we started this, we had just talked about how sometimes he doesn't like to ask for help. He hates, you know, thinking that he can't do everything himself. And I always tell him it's not that, I'm smarter or I know more. It's just, you have six clients or in one day, back to back to back. You don't have time to handle all of this. So while I have some downtime, let me handle their paperwork. Let me make the phone calls. Let me get your schedule in order. So that way, you know, tomorrow what you have, you're not coming in at 10 o'clock at night now trying to figure out, okay, who do I have in the morning? Who do I have in the afternoon? So um, it has been a struggle. It definitely has just because he, you know, wants to take everything on. And I'm like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be like, hey, can you do this? Because I need to get to the gym and train. So that has been, I would say in the business aspect, that has probably been our, I don't want to say challenge, but like our biggest thing that we have now, we're now finding a routine that works for the both of us. 
He handles all the training. I do the paperwork aspect of it. And then, you know, that helps us come together. Like, you know, I think that that has been what's worked best so far for us. So where does the business begin and where does the personal relationship um, begin? Mm -hmm. How, How does that work when you're at work? So one thing I can say um, is we always keep it very professional. Like even when we were at the other gym, we were strictly just friends. But after we had got together, um, I think some people had thought we were together while we were training there, but you wouldn't really be able, you wouldn't be able to tell other than like knowing that we, we are a couple when we're in the gym. Like you would, cause he's yelling at me, just like he's yelling at his other clients. Like, let's go, you know? So there's no like, Oh, Hey babe. Like, you know, or like, Hey, I love you. Like, it's nothing like that. It is strictly business. And then we keep everything, you know, personal at home and professional there. I think that's one thing we do have a very good balance mm-hmm. with because when he's in the gym, he's like one track mm-hmm. mind. Like that's all he thinks yeah. about is training. and. You know, if I come in while he's training a client, I'm not like over to give him a hug or interrupting that session. I go right in the office and do what I need to do. And then, you know, that's it. Yeah, that's an important um, that's an important factor in partnerships, relationships. Right. Knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses and knowing how to balance that. Right. And and fill in and, and be that gap for mm-hmm. the other person. And um, yeah, so that's going to be important in, in, in the success of that business, Absolutely. you know, and the success of the relationship. So I think that that's a, a great training ground for that to happen with you guys there. So, um, so it sounds to me like you've been supporting him, you pushed him to get this LLC in and, and you're there to, to, you know, whatever he needs to let that happen. And that's so important to have, you know, a, a strong partner who's encouraging you and supporting you in business. Now for you, Demi, you're in school. So you're like total opposite side, right? So, yeah. <laughs> and you're going for your PhD. That's no joke. Okay, so that requires a lot of focus. And I know that you've been as long as I've known you, you've been doing this. Yeah, but your your research is also pretty interesting as well. Um, Share a little bit about that, about what your research and your thesis is going to be on. Yes. So my research is um, it's on the successful reentry of formerly incarcerated individuals. Um, So It's interesting because when I started this program, I had a completely different topic and some might say, oh, you changed it because of him. But it wasn't really that I changed it because of him. It was after hearing his story, I knew there were so many other Alberts out there that were going through either similar situations where they were going to come home and go through a similar situation. So I felt like when I started to get in the thought process of changing There's so much research out there on recidivism. Why? Because that's what sells. People love to hear, oh, they came home and they, you know, committed this crime or, you know, they violated parole and they went back. So that captures the public's interest. Nobody's really highlighting the individuals that come home and are successful. So my area, my, you know, participants that I'm looking at, I'm not looking at just anybody that has served time. 
I want um, individuals that were incarcerated for eight or more years and were convicted of a violent crime. Um, and the reason I chose that was obviously, you know, circumstances around his case, but I wanted individuals that were removed from society for an extended period of time and have been home for two or more years successfully. So that way, because statistics will show that within the first year, a certain amount of individuals will reoffend the second year and then years following after the numbers actually increase. So even though majority of the individuals that I will interview are still going to be on some form of, you know, supervision, parole, they've still been out here successfully doing something with their life. And if I can highlight their stories, because as we've seen, the door gets shut in his face. So when you put the both of us up there, they're going to nine times out of 10, listen to what I have to say compared to what he has to say, just because I don't have a criminal record and he does. Nobody wants to take the time to understand who he is or who the other Alberts are as people. They just see, oh, she has a PhD with no criminal record. He has a criminal record with no PhD. So we're going to listen to what she has to say, not realizing that I'm going to be highlighting their stories just through my writing. Well, believe, believe it or not, part of the reason why I wanted to interview Albert and when uh, I presented this to to my my team is after you know I, I also work in the health and fitness uh, field with uh, Lifetime Athletics which is a high end club. Never did I expect that I was going to run into three individuals that were millionaires that have been incarcerated and when they shared their stories and the difficulty they had on getting basic uh, employment and talking about the reason why uh, the change. It's hard to, to make the change and it's uh, easier to go back into the system and go back to what you were doing versus someone giving you a chance. You know, I thought about what we do here, hope, helping other people every day. And I said, these are stories that need to be told. Mm -hmm. And when I, I got a chance to sit down with Albert, which is, is going to be an, another story, we, we as a people, we, we need to re re realize that opportunity is not uh, limited to those who have, are, are, that are privileged but opportunities should be open to everyone. And that's the reason why, you know, the story that we're gonna tell, you know, um, the change gang, uh, individuals that mentally would have been successful no, no matter what, it's just, you know, chances and choices um, changed uh, um, the paradigm of their life. So um, I, I'm glad that the two, personally, I'm glad the two of you guys have connected and I, I'm glad you're, you're trying to make a difference in, in other people's lives and, and creating hope. Thank you. I think that's the biggest thing. I think because like when I speak out, I'm very, I, I probably talk about his story more than he does, to be honest with you, because I, I'm so passionate about the change and I'm so passionate about other people knowing that once you see something on a piece of paper, you have to look further. Like there's an entire person that you have no idea, like what they represent. You read something. And because before I knew his story, I never would have thought that like talking to him, he doesn't present himself. Like he doesn't lead off with that. So had I not asked, I mean, I'm sure I would have known at some point, but that probably would have been one of our first conversations. Yeah, it, it'd have been tough to take off the socks and go, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? 
this is important. That's important work that you're doing, though, Demi. We do yes. that, that information needs to be shared. That data needs to be shared. So um, I really appreciate that. And and Al, I know that you want to do some work as well. Um, you know, with other felons that are coming home and and supporting them in some way as well, right? Yes, definitely. So much. Yeah, just, just I think that's mentally. one thing that, yeah, that we both yeah. really work on because as much as I support him in his business, mm -hmm. he's very supportive mm -hmm. in, you know, my research and school and connecting me with other individuals mm -hmm. that obviously he knows that, you know, are willing participants to be, you know, as part of my research. Now, do you have a website that where people can get uh, access to the information you're talking about uh, or uh, links that we can uh, look into? Yes. Yeah, so um, as far as my research study, I haven't put the link out yet, only because we're not really at that stage yet. Um, however, I can provide you, I can send you guys over. I do have a flyer that if anybody meets the requirements or meets the criteria, they could definitely send me an email, Instagram, Facebook message, however, whatever works for them that they can get in touch with me. You can also give out both of our email addresses, mm -hmm. yeah. um, anything, yeah, anything that you have a bars, you're more than able, you know, to provide to anyone. You've got some people that's driving by. You can go ahead and give your uh, uh, Instagram information out now. Yes, oh, all perfect. the social medias. Yeah, yes. go ahead. Yep. So my Instagram is forever, F-O-R-E-V-E-R underscore more, my last name, 89. And my Facebook is Lynn, L-Y-N-N, Demi, D-E-M-I. And then mm -hmm. Al's is his Instagram is Crown Me Fit, okay. and then his Facebook is Albi A L B Pernsley, his last name. Yes. All right, E R N S L E Y. All right. Okay. okay. All right. We got all this. Listen, <laughs> you guys, you guys wear those crowns well. This is the perfect you. example. Thank of, you. You know, the king supporting his queen and vice versa. So listen, I know that um, everyone listening to this episode, you have fallen in love with this couple. There's no way you can't. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode today and want to know more about Demi and Al, we invite you to share this with your friends and followers. But more importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you will get the notification when Al's uh, interview comes out on Talking with Kevin and Son and Demi's interview comes out in sometime in October. But we also want to invite you guys to check out some of our other podcasts, such as BFF. This is our newly released podcast, Black 40 and Fabulous, <laughs> with Kaisha and Crystal. And of course, talking with Kevin and Son and Storytime and Wine, just to name a few. So until next time, be the change you want to see in the world.